It's Thursday, September 10, 2009. World's largest solar farm coming. Great. To China. Oh. Air pollution, bad for you. You don't say. Plus, oil, oil, toil, and trouble. Very tantalizing. All of that and more straight ahead. Prepare for six minutes of green news and commentary. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this is your Green News Report. Toil and trouble. All right, what do you have for us today, Des? Well, a U.S. solar panel manufacturer just signed a deal to build the world's largest solar farm ever in China. No. Arizona-based First Solar, the world's largest solar panel manufacturer, this week announced a tentative deal to build the massive solar project in the vast deserts of northern China as part of that nation's aggressive plans for rapid deployment of renewable energy. We don't have any deserts here? Is that the problem? <laughs> no deserts in the We'll US. get to that. The details of the Memorandum of Understanding are yet to be worked out, but the broad agreement calls for First Solar to complete a 25-square-mile project in the Inner Mongolian Desert in phases over the next 10 years, partly subsidized by the Chinese government, with the first 30 megawatts to go online next June. In an interview with the Associated Press, First Solar CEO said the U.S. has plenty of land to launch a similarly massive solar farm, but lack of high-capacity transmission lines combined with competing land interests and state-level bureaucracy makes such a project unlikely anytime soon. So let me find the glass half full here. At least this is a, a, a U.S. manufacturer. There will be jobs, there'll be work, green jobs and so forth, even if we're not building it here. They're going to have actually their manufacturing the plant manufacturing in China. No. The manufacturing plant is in China. Yes. So there is no full, not even a half full glass here. It's great for first solar, not so great for jobs in the United States. Great. Scientists at the University of Michigan have established for the first time a direct link between air pollution and high blood pressure. Although researchers for years had previously linked air pollution with a higher risk of heart disease and stroke, the study for the first time establishes just how that damage occurs. The main factor in increasing blood pressure appears to be from fine particulates, commonly known as soot, in the air from burning fossil fuels, which affects us in two ways. First, the fine particles affect the central nervous system, creating a fight-or-flight response, and then the fine particulates lodge deep in the lungs where they cause inflammation, which over time thickens blood vessels, which is a factor in heart attacks and strokes. The researchers stress that for mostly healthy people, exposure to that air pollution is not dangerous, and they did use levels at the EPA threshold for dangerous air pollution. Am I insensitive if I suggest a study tying the Green News report together with high blood pressure? Would that be? <laughs> because I'm... All right, keep going. <laughs> Oil giant BP formerly stood for British Petroleum, but now stands for Beyond Petroleum. How about blood pressure? Does it stand for blood pressure? Well, they've doubled it's, down it's on rising. the petroleum yeah. part. They've announced the discovery of what is they're calling a giant oil field deep in the Gulf of Mexico, 250 miles southeast of Houston in U.S.-controlled waters. The field is located under 35,000 feet of water, that's deeper than Mount Everest is tall, and deep below the ocean floor, so it would be one of the deepest wells ever drilled. Now, this is a huge discovery and actually good news, right? That we found all of this uh, oil? 
It's good news for BP. Now, the discovery is unlikely to have any immediate effects on oil prices due to the fact that it will take at least three years to begin pumping any oil before BP can determine how much of the oil is economically recovered. Now, according to the New York Times, oil analysts say the price of oil per barrel would need to be about $70 to make that whole effort worthwhile. Now, the price of oil jumped to $72 today after OPEC decided to maintain production levels. And it's out in a hurricane-prone region. Platforms that were evacuated during hurricanes I can Gustav over the last two years. On the other side of the world, Australia is contending with the flip side of deep water oil rigs, a massive oil spill off the northwest coast in the Timor Sea, threatening one of the most prolific marine wildlife regions in the world. Located 150 miles off the northwest coast of Australia, a new deep water oil well popped a drilling cap and has been spilling crude oil since August 21st. It popped a cap? Yes, it did. An oil slick eight miles long has triggered Australia's National Oil Spill Emergency Response System, and government officials have promised a full investigation into to the incident. Experts say the well will likely continue spilling for months to come as the oil company attempts to figure out how to cap the wellhead, conduct repairs, and begin the cleanup process. But luckily, the risk of fire is not so much of an issue anymore. Summer may be over, but the astroturfing continues. We've been reporting on all the fake grassroots organizations popping up all over that, upon closer inspection, turn out to be really secretly backed by corporations to advance corporate interests. From the forged advocacy letters sent to members of Congress from the Clean Coal Coalition to the fake grassroots energy citizens rallies and rowdy town halls that were organized and paid for by oil companies that bust in their employees. But the fun's not over yet. Grist.org is reporting on a new nonprofit organization with the creative name PlantsNeedCO2.org, <laughs> whose mission is to, quote, help prevent the inadvertent negative impact to human, plant, and animal life if we reduce CO2. But no one could have predicted that this 501c3 nonprofit's website is registered to a for-profit oil services company and whose spokesperson is a director of the American Petroleum Institute. Who'd have thunk it? Good Lord. Read about that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>